You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. We're going to take a look at the Gospel of Luke this morning. So if you would, please turn to page 5 and right off the bat, if you'll notice, um, it's not really marked so much in the text, but below you'll notice we start with verse 1 and then jump or skip ahead forward to verse 7. We start with verse 1 because the people who compile the lectionary want us to know where Jesus is. In verse 1, it's made clear that it's the Sabbath, and Jesus has been invited to the house of the ruler of the Pharisees, and they're watching him closely. They're looking for him to slip up. In verses 2 through 6, what we skip, and it's always good to ask, what are we skipping? It's not that the lectionary writers are trying to make you miss those verses. We read them some other times. But in those verses, we see Jesus heal on the Sabbath day. And he asks the Pharisees, the religious elite, the religious professionals like Mike, Wes, and me, he says, is it good to heal on the Sabbath? to which those who watch him closely give no answer. And so he heals. And on the heels of that pericope, we come to what we see in today's lesson. Once again, Jesus is at the home of the ruler of the Pharisees, again, one of the religious professionals, people like me, and this is where his parable is directed. He's at this home, and he noticed that all of the guests of the ruler of the Pharisees, they are vying for position. They want the best seats at the table. Unless we think, oh, this is very catty. Why is it that people would want to be closest to the host? Well, in this day and age, if you are the one in the place of honor, that's truly an honor. This is a true honor and shame culture. To be close to the host is to be close to the mostest. This is to be the most important. And Jesus sees all of this happening, and then he gives this parable about how, you know, essentially you don't want to be embarrassed, right, to sit close to the host. And then he's like, actually, there's someone a little bit more important that I'd rather sit there. And then you're shamed, and then that shame follows you and your family from there on out. Jesus says, essentially, choose the low place. Choose the low place, and then maybe the ruler of the house will invite you forward. So that's one thing that's happening in this text. Now, if we just read it like that, we might interpret this text as some way to get forward. It's almost like kind of a reverse psychology, right? Uh, All these people wanted to get forward, so they chose the place right next to the host, but But Jesus is saying, well, actually be falsely humble, and when you're falsely humble, you'll be blessed. In case you are worried about interpreting it that way, that's not what's happening here. We have to interpret this text in light of all of Jesus' ministry. And here in this text, what do we see in verse 11? For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. This is not a secret way to success. And I think this is a temptation for us Christians, right? That's 
I'm going to pretend like I'm humble. I'm going to take the lowly place for all to see, and then I will be recognized by all. Maybe you guys are Office fans. If you remember, this is way, I think, season six in the Office. Dwight, the, the dweeb character, he takes a trip to New York City and gets New York City bagels, the best in the world, and he brings them all the way back to Scranton. And what does he do? He gives out the bagels. And everyone says, thank you. And he says, you're welcome. You owe me one. (laughs) That's what we're oftentimes tempted to do with texts like these. But what Jesus is saying is he's not giving you the secret to success. In fact, the way of humility that he chooses does not result in success by our terms at all. In fact, the way he chooses the lowly position is as if he's gone to the children's table. He chooses the lowly position, not just in the incarnation, giving up his divine privileges, but going so far to the table of the cross, to a humiliating death, goes to the grave for you and for me. This is a picture of the cross-shaped life, the life of humility that looks so different than the life that you and I are pining for. Whether you're pining for it because deep down, more than anything else, you want to be a social climber, or deep down, you want to be the most respected in whatever field you work in or whatever study or whatever field you study. Jesus is saying here, the Christian life is the way of humility. And notice, this isn't directed toward just anyone. This is directed toward the people for whom so often this is so hard, namely the professional humble ones, the ones who allegedly chose the life that was harder or that didn't pay as well, and yet we're so much caught up in this. I mean, look at any of the ministers who are on the airwaves or who've been in the print these days. How often we are the ones who want clout and respect. This obviously extends to you as well, but I just want to make sure that you know that we're just as prone to this. This temptation is always there. The way of humility is not actually a sexy way. It's the cross-shaped way. So that's the first thing that's going on in this text. The second thing is it's not just addressed toward those who wanted to take the cool seats, the places of honor. This is also addressed to the host himself. This is addressed to the top dog. And in this world, this kind of Roman imperialistic world where social cloud and religious cloud is so important, a whole lot of the times hospitality did not come with no strings attached. So often you threw a feast and invited the best and brightest who were underneath of you so that 
you had some kind of sway over them. You had some kind of way of controlling other people. And what does Jesus do here? He says, he goes so far as to say, don't even invite your friends. Don't invite those who might repay you. Invite those who can't repay you. Invite those who give you nothing by showing up. Invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, because they cannot repay you. So do you see on two ends, Jesus is subverting all that they knew in the first century, and let's be honest, all that we know in the 21st century, that this striving for social capital, whatever that looks like in your life, is not in fact the Christian way. The way of how do I manipulate people and situations is not the Christ way. Ultimately, in this parable, in this pericope, you and I, of course, we want to make progress in being humble people. That's definitely my prayer for myself, because I'm not that humble at the end of the day. But the good news of this text and of Jesus' parables is that so often he's talking about himself. He is the one who sat at the kids' table on our behalf and in our place. And he is the host who did not invite those equal to him, but people like you and me, the lowly, the poor, the crippled, the lame. Of course, this means actual poor people, actual cripples. But it also means you and me, those of us who so often want to be seen as if we're honorable, as if we're enough. And yet, as we all know, the message of the gospel is that you don't have to pretend anymore. You don't have to wear these masks. You don't have to strive after either places of prestige or false humility. And it's that message, that freeing word, that frees us not to need the seat right next to the host, not to be the host who invites all the people that will help that host get onto the next level, become the bishop, become the CEO, whatever it is in your life. The good news of this text is that it shows us a picture of what Christ came to do to die in your place and on your behalf, to be the host who welcomes not the worthy, but the lowly, namely you and me. And when we internalize this message, we need to hear this all the time because we're going to leave this place and get right back into the rat race of clout. As this message slowly, I wish more quickly, or internalized by us, we might just find ourselves free. Free to be humble. Free not to be in control all the time. Free to not need to be the top dog. Free to live and be human and all of the things that Christ has in store for us. My friends, this, this gospel here may not seem very sexy, 
but it's the best news of all. Let your striving cease. The Lord has been humble in our place. The Lord is the host who's welcomed us in. And what that means is that we can love with abandon. We can love with no strings attached. Because in Christ, we are enough in the good and the bad. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us for one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.